While she was testifying to this, Trump tweeted, smears and threats while she was testifying to smears and threats, which is witness intimidation, which is an impeachable offense that he committed during his impeachment <laughs> hearing. Well, that's why. I got the feeling there's something right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep, I am. Yes, I from Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 in Ridgecrest and China Lake, California. Also in California on Red Bluff and in Red Bluff and Redding on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN and Eureka's KGOE. In Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO, and Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP. In Grand Rapids on WPRR. In New Orleans on WHIV, Gallup, New Mexico's KNIZ. In Concord, New Hampshire on WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ. In Seattle on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR, and Minneapolis-St. Paul's AM950 KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day on the internets. On the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, Deprogrammed Radio, and Detour Talk, Blanketing Planet Earth, five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow, says me, from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today. We have got another big week ahead, bigger even than last week, dare I say it, in the public impeachment hearings of President Donald J. Trump with now nine, uh, nine witnesses as of the past hour. One was just added, uh, set to uh, uh, testify publicly to the House Intelligence Committee on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday with some of those witnesses, based on what I know about the testimony that they gave in closed-door depositions in recent weeks, Uh, Some of that testimony is likely to be fairly explosive as the week goes on. But for the moment today, I'd like to check in with listeners here to take your temperature on impeachment after week one of the public hearings. I want to open the phones in a little bit to your calls at 818-985-5735. Here specifically is, is what I want to hear from you about. Has the first week of public hearings changed or moved your position on the impeachment proceedings one way or another? Uh, Were you against it prior to the past week, but now you're in favor of it? Were you in favor of it previously, but now you've now that you've begun to hear the case directly from witnesses, uh, you feel less certain about it? Or do you favor it even more now that you've heard the case from uh, at least from a few of the witnesses last week? Uh, If so, why? On all of the above, I'd love to hear about how the past week has changed your position one way or another, or even not at all on impeachment. My number is 818-985-5735. 
As uh, you heard Bill Maher there at the top saying, what did you say, uh, Desi Doyen, a tri- uh, a Trump committing? Uh, I called it Trump committing crimes within crimes within crimes yeah, that's, simultaneously. That's exactly what it is. And uh, while all of that is going on, there's a few other things going on that are of note that I'm going to try to hit very quickly here. Among them... Uh, well, actually, I've got to dump this, uh, and I know Desi's not going to be happy with me, but i got to dump uh, the fact that uh, Venice is being flooded now for the third time in the past, what, week? In the past week, yes. Which is a record. They've had very few floods in the past thousand years. To this extent. Now, so this yeah. is St. Mark's Basilica. That's the famous cathedral. That's been flooded and damaged. That's only happened six times in a thousand years. And the four most recent times were all in the <laughs> all last the 20 year, years. And and these last three have been just in the, the last, last week. week. And uh, they are plucking people out of, uh, of floods all across Italy with emergency uh, airlifts. Uh, there's a, an avalanche that's not supposed to happen at all this right. time of year. That's years. not supposed to happen because it's too warm for snow. So it's raining instead, calling av- causing avalanches. So climate change once again coming home to roost, but there are so many other chickens coming home to roost that we don't even have time for that. So we will cover that, I hope. I'm expecting on uh, tomorrow's broadcast on the latest Green News Report, correct? Yes, yes, All right. We are. Well, we can look forward to that. Um, and we'll get to those calls shortly. But uh, a couple of uh, noteworthy news events over the weekend uh, before we get there that I, I, I have to hit here. So let's start with uh, the reasonably good news. Um, we uh, Let's see here. Sorry about that. Got distracted. Uh, deep in the heart of the conservative South, Louisiana's voters re-elected Democratic Governor John Bell Edwards to a second term, shocking Republicans who had hoped to reclaim the seat on the strength of President Donald Trump's popularity. What popularity? Uh, That's the way AP reported it over the weekend. As the New York Times details, Governor John Bell Edwards of Louisiana, the only Democratic governor in the entire Deep South, narrowly won re-election on Saturday, overcoming the intervention of President Trump, who visited the state multiple times, actually three times over the past five weeks, in his effort to help Governor uh, Edwards' cha- Republican challenger, Eddie Rissone, uh, and to demonstrate his own clout, which appears to be very quickly fading. This was the second blow at the ballot box for Trump this past month, the- at, uh, at least when it comes to governor's races. Uh, in theoretically heavily Republican-leaning states following the Democratic victory in the Kentucky governor's race just two weeks ago, where the president also campaigned heavily for the GOP candidate. If he ever had a Midas touch, it seems to me, that touch may be gone, at least if these two failures to win governorships by Republicans in statewide elections in deep red southern states are any indication. That may be something that Republican senators who will be uh, both on statewide ballots next year and sitting as a member of a jury in a Senate trial for the retention or removal of Donald Donald J. Trump Uh, in just a few weeks here, uh, may wish to pay very close attention to. 
Uh, as Daily Coast founder Marcus Molitsis tweeted over the weekend after the runoff in Louisiana was called for the Democrat, uh, Marcos uh, tweeted, if Trump can't help Republicans in frickin' blood red Kentucky and Louisiana, just wait until we have elections in actual swing districts. Of course, Marcos can get a bit excitable about these things, but he does have a point I think is worth noting. In Louisiana, Trump had wage, uh, wagered significant political capital to try to lift the very Trumpy Eddie Raspone, a businessman who ran against Governor Edwards almost entirely by embracing the president and his anti-immigrant pro-tax cut agenda. Trump campaigned for Raspone. Uh, twice in the final two weeks of the race, warning Louisiana voters that a loss would reflect poorly on his presidency. That was the same appeal that he made in Kentucky just a few days earlier to try to help Governor Matt Bevin, the Republican there who ultimately lost. In the end, Louisiana voters chose the expansion of health care and opposition to more tax cuts for the rich. In Louisiana, which had uh, under their previous Republican governor, Bobby Jindal, blown a huge hole in the state budget with the deficit, which has been balanced under the conservative Democratic uh, governor, uh, John Bell Edwards. Of the three governor's races this year, they were all in uh, deep red states. Republicans managed to win only one of them. That is in Mississippi. And uh, moreover, the recent off-year elections uh, saw Republicans lose control of both chambers of the state legislature in Virginia for the first time in decades, with many Democrats, uh, Democratic candidates there, sharply critical of Trump during their campaigns. So if uh, buddying up to Donald Trump, you think, is going to win you elections, Republicans, you might want to think again. Now, Edwards, uh, Governor Edwards, received just over 51 percent of the vote to respond just under 49 percent reportedly, uh, beating him by just over two and a half points. That's uh, about 40,000 votes out of one and a half million cast. Uh, but if there is any question about those results that were pretty close, well, too bad. Louisiana uses 100% unverifiable touchscreen voting systems across the entire state on Election Day. So if there are any questions about whether the results actually reflect the intent of the voters, well, there is no way any of us will ever know. There is no way to know. Just like with the new unverifiable computer touchscreen systems coming here to Los Angeles insanely for the critical 2020 elections. And like the ones that are being installed across the entire state of Georgia and in Delaware and in New Jersey and counties in key battleground states like Pennsylvania. Yes, in Philadelphia and Ohio and Texas and elsewhere. So if results in 2020 in those jurisdictions, you know, turn out to be key to uh, victories or losses one way or another in the presidential election next year, well, there is little to nothing that candidates or voters will be able to do about it. As we have been warning for some time, and as we will continue to warn since we seem to be the only radio show in America doing so. You're welcome. <sighs> 
Anyway, in much grimmer news uh, from the weekend, the American carnage that Trump pretended to vow to end during his inauguration continued unabated over the weekend, unfortunately. Ten men were shot, four of them fatally, during what police say was very likely a targeted shooting at a backyard football watch party in Fresno, California, On Sunday night, police say some 35 to 40 family members were watching a football game uh, when one or more people sneaked into the property through a side access and began shooting. Three people, all Asian men between the ages of 25 and 30, died on the scene. Um, Fresno Police uh, Deputy Chief Michael Reed said uh, during an overnight uh, press conference, a fourth man later died at the hospital. All of those shot were between 25 and 35 years of age. Uh, Reed said he believes it's very likely it was targeted. We just don't know why. So that shooter is still uh, on the run. Uh, Earlier on Sunday, Lieutenant uh, Bill Dooley said that no suspect or suspects had been identified in the shooting, which had been reported shortly before 8 p.m. out here on the West Coast. Uh, The shooting in Fresno follows another one also in Fresno earlier Sunday when a man in his 20s was shot to death at a home. According to the Fresno Bee, police, as of Monday morning in any event, had not said whether the two incidents might be connected. The violence there in Fresno also comes on the heels of the shooting at Saugus High School north of Los Angeles last week, in which a 16-year-old boy opened fire on his fellow students with a semi-automatic pistol, killing two, wounding three before shooting himself in the head. He uh, died the next day. And I got to say, the shooting in Fresno uh, during a football watch party on Sunday recalled for me a very similar shooting. I don't know if you guys remember this, but in 2017, uh, in Plano, a suburb outside of of Dallas, Texas, 10 were shot there as well. Nine in that case were left dead, including the gunman after he opened fire at a Dallas Cowboys football game watch party that year. Uh, firing anywhere from 30 to 40 shots in a matter of minutes, according to witnesses at the time. So the American carnage of our gun epidemic continues in this country. And if the president who promised to end it actually meant it, he might not have, well, issued pardons and even won promotion for several apparent American military war criminals over the weekend. Something he he tends to do, give pardons to people inappropriately as sort of a way to demonstrate to the country his power to do so. Uh, he does that, it seems, when his allies find themselves in legal trouble, as, for example, his longtime political ally Roger Stone uh, found himself on Friday when he was found guilty of seven criminal federal felony counts, including lying to Congress and, yes, witness tampering. According to the Military Times, Trump uh, granted clemency to three military figures embroiled in charges of war crimes, arguing the moves will give troops, quote, the confidence to fight without worrying about potential legal overreach. I guess in this case, legal overreach would be, uh, you know, being found guilty of murder and war crimes. Army First Lieutenant Clint Lawrence was convicted of second-degree murder 
in the death of three unarmed Afghans who uh, he had ordered his troops to fire on these men. He was given a full pardon from the president for those crimes. Members of his platoon testified against him at a court-martial trial, describing Lawrence as overzealous and as the uh, Afghan uh, men who were shot uh, as posing no threat to them at all. Lawrence was sentenced to 19 years in prison at Fort Leavenworth, Kansas. He has now been freed by the president of the United States after committing murder. Army Major General Goldstein, who uh, faced murder charge, who faces murder charges uh, next year for a similar crime, he was also given a pardon for those alleged offenses before he could even go to trial. And Special Warfare Operator Chief Edward Gallagher, who earlier this fall was acquitted of a string of alleged war crimes after he had taken a naked ISIS prisoner out into the desert in Iraq and shot him dead and then posed with his dead body in a photograph and then allegedly lied about the in, uh, the incident, uh, claiming that he was attacked by this naked man. Uh, he was reduced in grade uh, by a body of his peers, his uh, his ranking uh, during a court martial for posing with the body of the de- of the detainee. That was a crime that uh, he never denied that one. Uh, but he was promoted by Donald Trump over the weekend to chief petty officer. All three moves by Trump had reportedly been opposed by the Pentagon, but Trump pardoned them anyway. So much for listening to the generals, I guess. Hina Shamsi, the director of ACLU's National Security Project, in a statement blasted the move by the president. She said, with this utterly shameful use of presidential powers, Trump has sent a clear message of disrespect for law, for morality, the military justice system, and those in the military who abide by the laws of war. So the carnage by Americans, yes, will continue, it seems, with the explicit approval for murder and war crimes, the explicit approval by the president of the United States. And, of course, none of that is what he is even being impeached for. But speaking of the flagrant, unprecedented abuse of presidential powers, which he is being impeached for, Donald Trump's impeachment angst led him to fire off yet another new attack on yet another key witness and threatens to deepen in the frenetic week ahead with crucial testimony scheduled from now nine different officials who are caught in the middle of the Ukraine storm, according to Stephen Collinson of CNN. But as as is perpetually the case, he writes with the president, a brew of competing scandals and controversies are jostling for attention in Washington at the same time. Oh, you don't say? That includes fallout from Trump's mysterious and unscheduled trip to a hospital over the weekend on Saturday. Um, As well, his fight against efforts to reveal his tax records and an apparent new tactic firing off attacks on witnesses who criticize him in televised impeachment hearings. The president opened a window into the state of his mind on Sunday, says Collinson, when he lashed out against Jennifer Williams. She is an aide to Vice President Mike Pence because the walls are closing in. 
She described his uh, July 25 call with the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, in her deposition as, quote, inappropriate, unquote. In his Sunday tweet, Trump smeared her without evidence as a, quote, never Trumper, which CNN reports as an unfounded accusation uh, that he has also raised against other officials who have testified in the probe. Uh, Current and former colleagues, however, have praised Jennifer Williams in response to these attacks, with one White House official saying, quote, she is the most professional person in this building. And much anticipated, and I'm going to go on the record here and say a likely explosive appearance on Wednesday this week at the hearings from Gordon Sondland, the Trump donor turned U.S. ambassador to the European Union. Uh, and I'm also going to, by the way, go on record to call him the Mel Cooley of this scandal. Look it up if you're not a Dick Van Dyke fan. Yeah, that's a way back throwback reference. Yeah, well, look it up. Look it up. Just saying. He's the Mel Cooley. Anyway, uh, he could, his uh, testimony could prove to be the most pivotal moment so far in this inquiry about whether Trump abused his power. Sondland is emerging as uh, Trump's top point of contact with Ukrainian officials as the president pushed for an investigation into former Vice President Joe Biden. And... Uh, uh, into the uh, this conspiracy theory about the 2016 election that it was actually Ukraine who uh, uh, interfered in the, interfered in the election, not Russia. Other witnesses have testified that Sondland had a direct line to the president, uh, and as saying that the only thing that Trump cared about in relations with Ukraine was his own political advantage. Now, late on Friday, following the testimony of Trump's ousted Ukraine ambassador, Marie Yovanovitch, who was pushed out of her job so that Trump could run his unlawful pressure campaign against uh, Ukraine to force them to announce investigations on his political rivals in what Democrats now describe as a bribery scheme. Well, late on Friday, U.S. diplomat David Holmes, that's a name you might not yet have heard, but I think you will this week. Uh, David Holmes uh, described to House investigators behind closed doors after the Ivanovich uh, public hearing, uh, he desc- uh, described the uh, July 26 phone call that happened between Ambassador Sondland and President Trump, during which Trump brought up the Ukrainian president doing the investigation. Trump allegedly asked Sondland, quote, so he's going to do the investigation? That's according to the account of the call in the opening statement of David Holmes on Friday, which was obtained by CNN. According to the testimony, Trump was referring to uh, Zelensky when he was talking about the investigations. Uh, the day after Trump had spoken to him in his now infamous July 25 uh, phone call slash shakedown. Sondland replied, according to Holmes, yep, he's going to do it. Sondland also told Trump that uh, Zelensky, quote, loved your ass and would do, quote, anything you asked him to. Holmes was serving in the uh, U.S. Embassy in Ukraine when all of this happened in July. Sondland was traveling that day in Ukraine 
um, and uh, the, the the top U.S. diplomat in Kiev, uh, Bill Taylor, who was sent to replace Marie Yovanovitch, uh, he first brought this phone call to light in the public impeachment hearings last Wednesday. Holmes testified that he asked Sondland after the call with Trump about Trump's views on Ukraine. Sondland said that uh, Trump only cared about, quote, the big stuff, prompting Holmes to note that big stuff uh, included things like war with Russia that was happening in Ukraine at the time uh, and still is. Uh, Sondland uh, said, according to Holmes' account, that uh, what he meant by big stuff was stuff that benefits Trump personally, like the Biden investigation, that that is the only thing Trump cares about when it comes to Ukraine. Just before air now uh, this afternoon, as we were heading to the studio here, it was reported that uh, Holmes has now been added to the witness list for this week's public hearings on Thursday with Sondland the major Trump ally now scheduled to testify publicly on Wednesday. So that will leave Sondland with a very interesting dilemma on Wednesday. Uh, will he seek to protect the president when he testifies under oath with Holmes potentially now set to contradict him the very next day? Or uh, will he uh, mitigate his own exposure to legal troubles by telling the truth to Congress? Remember, lying to Congress is a felony. And that is exactly what both Roger Stone and Donald Trump's lawyer, uh, Michael Cohen, were both found guilty of doing, lying to Congress. Also, Trump's former national security advisor, Michael Flynn, pled guilty to lying to federal investigators. Trump's former campaign chief, Paul Manafort, was found guilty of the same thing. So, yes, Sondland is going to have a very tough day, I suspect, on Wednesday of this week when he decides what to do to tell the truth or keep lying for Donald Trump. Uh, but Sondland is not the only witness with the capacity to damage uh, the president's case this week, at least Eight other current and former officials are expected to testify in what is shaping up to be a very dramatic week of televised hearings uh, that we will be covering each day right here on the broadcast. Um, and they are uh, going to be hearings that are likely to infuriate Trump even more than he is already furiated, infuriated and may tie him more directly to the scheme to go around official U.S. policy channels in order to, yes, bribe Ukraine. The president's attacks in the meantime uh, that I mentioned on Pen Mike Pence's aide, Jennifer Williams, on Sunday, that is likely yet another attempt to intimidate a witness, to intimidate her and to discredit her before her public testimony on Tuesday when she's uh, scheduled to appear alongside Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman. He is a senior Ukraine expert on Donald Trump's own National Security Council. He has testified that he was troubled by Trump's call with uh, Ukraine's president and reported it at the time to a senior White House lawyer. Trump's assault on Jennifer Williams follows the attack that he made on former U.S. ambassador to the Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch, during, during her testimony, as we mentioned at the top of this uh, show today. Uh, in a tweet that sparked a debate over whether Trump was guilty of witness tampering with that threatening tweet. Some Democrats are suggesting that that would now be folded into articles of impeachment against the president. So this is all going very well for the president. 
uh, the uh, building sense of uh, crisis seemed to be reflected in comments by one of the president's top Republican defenders. That's Congressman Mike Turner of Ohio. He told Jake Tapper on Sunday, quote, as I've said from the beginning, this is not okay." Remember, he's a Republican in the House. He said the president of the United States shouldn't even um, in the original phone call be on the phone with the president of another country and raise his political opponent with him. Nonetheless, Turner argued there was no quid pro quo or smoking gun that should lead to the president being removed from office. Even though he shouldn't do these things, he shouldn't be removed from office for it. Well, uh, maybe or maybe not. That is what will be decided in the weeks ahead. And that's what I want to take your calls on here momentarily. 818-985-5735. There is no sign, uh, despite uh, Turner's comments there, no sign that the firewall, the Republican firewall in the House, the Democratic-led House, uh, no sign that that is crumbling yet. They are expected to vote on articles of impeachment before the end of the year, nor are there signs uh, of that firewall crumbling in the U.S. Senate, where a two-thirds majority would be needed to convict Donald Trump and remove him from office after an impeachment trial there next year. The political price that Republicans may pay for saving the president, however, especially vulnerable GOP senators up for re-election next year, that's another question And that vulnerability appears to be rising. A majority of Americans now support not only impeachment, but removal from office in yet another poll. This one released today from ABC News Ipsos, which finds 70 percent of Americans said that Trump was wrong to pressure Ukraine's leader to pursue probes into his political opponents. And more than half of respondents in this survey indicate that he should be removed from office. So how about you? You've been moved one way or another by the public impeachment hearings over the past week. If so, I would love to hear from you and I would love to hear why. Uh, And that means no matter which way they've moved for it or against it. I'd love to hear why. Uh, If if not, I'd like to hear from you as well. My phone number is 818-985-5735. Taking your temperature on the impeachment of Donald Trump and on our nation. Yes, still very much in crisis under his rule. 818-985-KPFK is my phone number. Quick break and we're back with your calls next right here on the broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't touch that dial. Five major corporations now own over 80% of all media in the United States, but they don't control us. The Bradcast and the Green News Report are 100% independent, 100% listener-supported. But we can't do it alone. We need you. Your support helps us bring real facts to listeners at independent stations across the country. You can make a real difference by supporting independent media. This country ain't going to save itself, but we can all do it together. Join us at bradblog.com slash donate. That's bradblog.com slash donate. And thanks. Do I say to my colleague, I'd be glad to have uh, the person who started it all come in and testify. Uh, President Trump is welcome uh, to take a seat right there. You talk too much. You never shut up. I said you talk too much. <laughs> oh boy, you never shut up. 
Oh, he don't, do he? Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Donald Trump would be wise to shut up, but he just can't seem to help himself. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Sunday. Oh, we're going to get to your calls. 818-985-5735. Pelosi on Sunday in response to the president and his allies arguing that the impeachment hearings have consisted of second and third hand witnesses to his bribery scheme in Ukraine and that Trump is not receiving due process during his impeachment in the bargain. Uh, Pelosi had this to say on Sunday on CBS Face the Nation. If he has information uh, that is exculpatory, that means X, taking away culpa blame, uh, (laughs) then we look forward to seeing it. So uh, the president could come right before the committee and talk, speak all the truth that he wants if he wants, you don't to, expect him if to, he wants to take the oath of office, or he could do it in writing. He has every opportunity uh, to present his case. Yeah, yeah, he could come in if he's, uh, he thinks it's unfair. He could come in. He's welcome in the Congress. They would love to have him give his own testimony. I think he would get fantastic ratings, by the way. I know Donald Trump really only cares about ratings. I'll bet that would be the highest ratings he has ever received if he came in and testified. Uh, Pelosi went on to call what Trump did sad, said it was much worse than even what Richard Nixon did. Uh, 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Uh, During an unrelated press conference today, Senate Minority Leader Chuck uh, Schumer offered a similar invitation to the whining, failed, unfit criminal president. If Donald Trump doesn't agree with what he's hearing, doesn't like what he's hearing, he shouldn't tweet. He should come to the committee and testify under oath. And he should allow all those around him to come to the committee and testify under oath. When Donald Trump refuses to come to the committee now that Speaker Pelosi has invited him, when he doesn't let all the people around him come before the committee, you got to ask the question, what is he hiding? Why is he afraid to confront what these people have said? Because he's a coward and he's afraid of telling the truth. That's why, uh, Senator Schumer. In response uh, to Pelosi, of course, Trump did tweet. That's what he does. He trotted out uh, one or two of his old lies from the uh, from the Mueller report days. In the bargain, he said, uh, quote, our crazy do nothing speaker of the House, nervous Nancy Pelosi, who is petrified by her radical left, knowing she will soon be gone. They and fake news media are her boss, Trump says, suggested on Sunday's deface the nation that I testify about the phony impeachment witch hunt. She also said I could do it in writing, even though I did nothing and don't like giving credibility to this no due process hoax. He says I like the idea and will, in order to get Congress focused again, strongly consider it. He's going to strongly consider giving written testimony, Desi Doyen. Of course he is. It's a very strong consideration he's going to give before he doesn't do it, just like he does with everything else. Yeah, and you know what? That's exactly what he said uh, when Robert Mueller was asking him to testify. He said, oh, he wanted very, very much to testify. He was looking forward to it, and then he never did. So, no, he won't testify, and in this case, he won't even testify in writing, as he eventually did with Robert Mueller, Uh, Because you know why? The House of Representatives is now investigating, according to a bunch of news reports today, 
whether Donald Trump lied to special counsel Robert Mueller in his written answers that he prov- uh, provided in the Russia investigation. This according to the House's uh, general counsel in federal court on Monday. The House General Counsel Douglas Letter told the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia why the House now needs access to the grand jury material from the Mueller probe. He said, did the president lie? Was the president not truthful in his responses to the Mueller investigation? They think that may well be the case, given the testimony that came up in Roger Stone's uh, trial just last week. So, yeah. There may be more trouble, a lot, ahead for this president. But for now, I'd like to hear about how if you were moved one way or another by week one of the public impeachment hearings of Donald J. Trump. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Let's go to Andy in Winnetka. Hey, Andy, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hi, Brad. Excellent summary today. Thank you. And It didn't change my opinion, but it was just so devastating and incredible. I want to thank Adam Schiff and the rest uh, for their excellent job. And the testimony from Taylor and Kent were just very compelling, maybe even stronger than Ivanovich, because I think she was holding back. She wasn't really that strong as far as saying that that the past guy wasn't investigating the Bidens, and the new guy would do so even more, mm-hmm. that he was investigating corruption even more. She wasn't that clear on that. She couldn't remember a couple of the names. I think she should have remembered. Well, she was she was an anti-corruption uh, warrior, and the idea that she was removed by Donald Trump because he wanted investigation of corruption in Ukraine is, on its face, absurd. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And she was extremely compelling. And I was riveted to the TV set for six hours. (laughs) Me too. So, Andy, uh, you were in favor of impeachment before and you still are. And um, um, but uh, more strongly so now. Is that what you're saying? Way more strongly. And I'm surprised that so many people have come out in favor as, as strongly as they are. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Andy. I appreciate the call. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. Let's go to Dina in Anaheim. Hey, Dina, welcome to the broadcast. Please turn down your radio. It's not even on. Oh, okay. Well, then leave it up. What's up, Dina? Yeah, I'm not going to change my mind, I don't think. Um, I think think it's just kind of more of the same. I go, you're smoke about, you know, you couldn't get them for the first round of stuff. You couldn't get them for the second round of stuff, and now here we are, an impeachment. And I go, I think the people will speak in 2020. I go, we're wasting millions of dollars trying this guy when the bottom line is the people who don't want him there yeah. will vote him out. So you're saying, so you're saying, so you're against the impeachment of Donald Trump? Um, I don't think it really serves any purpose because in you know, in like a year, we're going to be able to vote him out. Do you think he committed crimes in office? I think most of those, do I think what he did specifically with the Ukraine deal? Uh, okay, sure, pick one. I, yeah. I got a lot of crimes I can list for you. Do you think those were crimes? Um, the other things he's done, probably so. W- what do you mean? What do you mean other things? No, oh, so no, wait, no, no, no. yeah. No, 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 but I think overwhelmingly, yeah. there's a lot of people in political public office yeah. that commit things that every day would not be considered crimes were they not in a political office. Well, ob- obstruction uh, obstruction of justice, Dina, hang on, hang on, let me respond to you and then you can respond to me. Uh, obstruction okay. of justice 
is a crime. Mueller found at least 10 instances of obstruction of justice in the Mueller probe alone. Uh, Donald Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, is in jail for a uh, his part in a criminal felony conspiracy, uh, an election um, uh, campaign funding crime for the payoffs to Stormy Daniels. He's in federal prison for that. And it was a crime that was directed by Donald Trump. So you're saying that he should not be impeached, even though you agree he committed those crimes? You know, bottom bottom line for me on all of this is that, yes, these, these things, the obstruction of justice or whatever, if there wasn't for the allegation from the very beginning that he had done something wrong before any of this other stuff even came out, uh-huh. I go, he wouldn't even be having any of these these situations where he's got to sit in front so of you're allowed so you're allowed to obstruct justice if you don't believe in the what you're being investigated for is that no, what you're suggesting no, no it's kind of a trap because if you didn't do nothing wrong but they manufactured something that you did wrong uh-huh. I go then you're gonna get in the situation where you might be accused of obstruction of justice for fighting for yourself. I, okay, and what about the what about the payoffs to the to the to the porn stars? What about the campaign finance felony that his lawyer is in jail know, for? All this, stuff, all this stuff happened long before he was president of the United States. Mm, he was no, twenty thirty years. No, 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 Dina. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. Sure, go ahead. The bottom line for me is that the people that are running the government right now have yeah. been there twenty, thirty years. Donald Trump's been there three. Yeah. I go. Who has more of an onus to mess things up than the people who have been there all that time? They have the opportunity to do things right, and they never did. Dina, the I'm not even I'm not even a um, Republican. I'm a Democrat, but I'm so like pissed off at both sides that I'm just like done. I'm so Dina, gone. so let me ask you. So you're you're cool with a few things. You're cool with all of these other people doing crimes. They should not be held accountable either, right? Like anybody on the Democratic side gets held account- accountable for anything. Really? I go, it makes me, it makes really? Me I'll, I'll, I'll mention that next time I talk to, to, uh, to Anthony Weiner. We're not Dina, Dina, I'll mention that next time I talk to Anthony Weiner or Al Franken uh, or uh, Blagojevich, Governor Blagojevich in, uh, in, in, in Illinois. But, Dina, so you said these things happened 20, 30 years ago. These are things that happened while he was president, including the payments made to Michael Cohen to keep him quiet about the hush money payoffs that helped him get elected when he paid off the porn stars. Again, you think that's fine. You don't want to hold him accountable for those crimes. Is that right? No, it was my understanding that, like, he kind of had, like, a slush fund kind of thing. And any time he screwed up, because it sounds like he did this a lot, that he, he would just... Yes, as president of the United States, Dina, he paid his lawyer to shut up about this criminal finance uh, uh, election uh, scandal... This, these payoffs that his attorney is, his campaign finance scandal, that his attorney is now serving time in jail. You're cool with that. You think crime is just fine because everybody does it. Is that, am I understanding your, uh, your, your feeling? No, I don't think it's because everybody does it. I think people should be brought to justice, but I think that people are selectively mm-hmm. brought to justice. Uh-huh. If you were not in that atmosphere of this person per se, yeah. then you wouldn't even be looked at. 
Okay. So we should, all right, I got it. We, we should let him go, even though uh, you admit that he committed crimes. We should not hold him accountable because mm, everybody does it. We can't just be holding the president accountable. Let's go to 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. Dina, I do appreciate your, uh, your calling in with that uh, uh, point of view. Mason in Huntington Beach, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Thanks, Brad. Yep. Hey, yeah, I just wanted to respond to the talking point that there's an election coming up, so we shouldn't do the impeachment. Mm -hmm. The election is the exact thing that President Trump is abusing his power to corrupt. Yes. And, and and it was also the thing when I was mentioning the, the payoffs to porn stars, that was meant to corrupt the 2016 election as well. Right. And yeah. now he has the full power. He has the taxpayer money at his disposal to do this. Yes. We don't even know all the other places he may be doing this while we're focusing on this one. Yeah. Yeah. If she would, Dina was talking about his slush fund. Oh, he has a slush fund. He paid people off all the time. Now he has $391 million of your taxpayer money that was allocated to Ukraine to use in order to get his way in the 2020 election. So I'm just amazed when I hear from people like that. Uh, uh, Mason, uh, are you moved one way or another by the uh, week one of the impeachment proceedings? Powerfully. Yeah, I'm powerfully moved. I, I thought he, I, what came out in the Mueller report was enough for me. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. It, it, um, I thought Nancy Pelosi did such a great job. I'm so proud of Adam Schiff. These people did not come to Congress to do this. This is a lot of hard work for them, and we need to really support them. Thanks, Mason. I appreciate that call very much. 818-985-KPFK. 818-985-5735. Let me take one quick uh, call, and then we'll go to a break and come back with more. Uh, Bill in Lake Elsinore, welcome to the broadcast. Have you been moved in one direction or another by the first week of impeachment proceedings? Welcome back, guys. He's bolstering for a medical backdoor is what the slimy creature is doing right now. And he is why the guillotine was developed. Wait, what, wait, what, what do you mean he's, he's, he's going no, through Harmon, the medical back door? Tom Harmon pointed out how he could slither his way out of this one through a medical. How, uh, how so? But That's what the Saturday visit to the hospital that nobody knows what it was about? That was what it was about? That's a start. It seems like he's patterning, patterning himself to bolster his defenses to wriggle out of this one. I, I didn't hear Tom today. So he's oh. saying that but basically he's going to say that, oh, I'm sick. I need to step down for uh, to deal with my illness. There's clauses where he can get slip right underneath this. Okay. And, um, yeah, I recommend right. everybody to listen to today's Tom Hartman. Thank and, you, Bill. Um, he's why the guillotine was developed. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Bill. Uh, 818-985-5735 is our phone number. We will come back with uh, Matt in Clovis, Joey in Santa Ana, and many more if you get in before the deadline here. 818-985-KPFK. I'm Brad Friedman. This is the broadcast. <laughs> Hey, this is Brad. Do you enjoy your non-corporatized, commercial-free broadcast? Yeah, me too. But we need your help to stay that way. Please consider supporting the investigative blogging, broadcasting, and muckraking that we do here on the Bradcast and the Green News Report and bradblog.com with a donation. It's easy. Stop by bradblog.com slash donate 
and drop a few dollars in the tip jar. You can make a one-time contribution or an automatic monthly donation of any amount you like. It's easy. It'll take you about 60 seconds, and you'll help me and Desi stay on the air to continue our troublemaking and muckraking without the corporate influence of anyone. Got it? Thanks. Stop by bradblog.com slash donate to help us out today. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com taking your temperature on impeachment after week one of the public hearings with an insane uh, week two straight ahead. Renee Conlin writes uh, to me on uh, the Twitters at the Brad blog to say bad Brad got played by the president. Once again, you're just not savvy enough to realize it. So keep chasing your tail, silly fool. Sorry about your ratings, Brad. You're actually sort of funny in a communistic way. What do you think of that, Des? I have no idea what he or she is talking about. Uh, do you? you know, whatever. People got to come up with some kind of excuse do to we... excuse the idea that the president of the United States is actively committing crimes for which he is being investigated. Do, do we have ratings? I didn't know that there was a problem that our ratings had uh, fallen. Who knew? Or maybe they went up. I don't know what he or she is talking about. But thank you for that. You can also tweet me at the Brad Blog eight one eight nine eight five five seven three five. Let's go to Matt in Clovis. Hey, Matt. Welcome to the Brad. Podcast. Hey, thank you. Uh, this is Matt Prine, your longtime listener. Hey, Matt. Uh, I was briefly in LA. Hopefully, next time we can arrange that interview. But um, anyhow, I uh, yeah, I, I I was for it before uh, the impeachment, and mm-hmm. I'm still for it. But my fear, as I know many have expressed, is uh, Mike Pence. You know, can we get two birds with one stone somehow? I mean. You mean you're 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 yeah. afraid of him being the becoming the president? Yes. Yeah. And so, if Donald Trump committed crimes, impeachable crimes, you would weigh whether you wanted him removed from office oh, no. as to whether Mike Pence no. would be a good president or not. No, no, no. That doesn't sway. You know, no, I mean, yeah. He needs he needs to go. But I'm like, uh, you know that, and that'll be good. But then we're, you know, the, the battle's not over. Well, Pence was neck deep in this thing. He was uh, used as part of the the tool uh, to force the apparently to enforce the uh, to force the investigations by Ukraine. So yeah, he's neck deep in this too. We'll see how much uh, how much he lied. All right, uh, thanks for calling in, Matt. Hope to see you soon. And uh, yeah, Matt wants to inter- interview me for some reason. Don't know why for his documentary, but I'll talk to anybody, including even Joey in Santa Barbara. I'm sorry, Santa Ana. Hey, Joey, welcome to the broadcast. Well, thank you for having me. And again, I appreciate free speech and good radio. Which I hope you're saying this is, so I'll take it. Thanks, Joey. What's yeah, up? Yeah, that's what this is. <laughs> okay. And I've listened to it forever. So I'm just saying this is a charade because if people were this enthusiastic, where was everybody when the Bush administration told total lies and annihilated millions of children all over the Middle East, nobody said anything. Well, and now everybody's like stepping up like, oh, my God, something's going on. We should do something. It's a charade. And I'll close with just a minute so I can say it. The only reason that I would 
not to push on this president is because there's two battles that go on economically, communists and capitalists, and we don't want communists. Okay, I'm not sure who these communists are you're referring to, Joey, but uh, there were a lot of us calling for the impeachment of George W. Bush, so I'm not sure who you were not hearing at the time. Uh, I was on the air making a lot of noise to that end and being quite critical of the Democrats for not doing so. I suppose the only thing I might maybe be able to say in their sort of defense here is that uh, with this case, with the Ukraine case, what they're talking about is preventing uh, future uh, manipulation of the next election. They're, in other words, they're seeing a crime that is being happen that is happening right now as they see it, and they're trying to stop that. Uh, that said, I believe there was and is ongoing crimes uh, from the uh, from the the George W. Bush administration, and by the way, from the Barack Obama administration that have never been brought to justice. Nonetheless. That does not mean that because someone else got away with it, everyone gets away with it. Does it, Joey? No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that there's nothing there where anybody's dying. Hundreds of thousands of children died with those other administrations. Uh, and we're wasting our time on regular legal stuff that people do at regular. Well, crimes. Well, first off, people have died uh, thanks to the uh, Donald Trump administration. Lots of them unlawfully, I would argue. But you're saying that as long as nobody dies, you can uh, break all the laws you want. Name one. Well, a whole bunch of people have died in uh, Donald Trump's uh, 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 detention centers. People have died in his bombings in hospitals, uh, children uh, in schools in uh, in uh, in the Middle East. What do you mean, name one? Are Not you serious? Not by any that was launched during this presidency. None. Yes. What are you? Are we already in action? Joey, got to wake up. What do you mean they were already in action? These were attacks that happened that were given uh, under the orders of Donald Trump. What are you talking about? Finishing, finishing a previous war or a uh, Okay, so if you finish a war, if you can if you finish up the war crimes, that's cool if someone started them and if you violate laws that don't kill anybody, that is also cool and Who said that? Well, that's what you said, Joey. No, I didn't say that. You're saying that. I'm saying if you want to get the head of the snake, go for the head and quit chasing the tail. Who's the head? The head is the system of people that don't care about the poor and will do anything they can. The left ring and white ring are the same wing. Does Donald Trump care about the poor? Does Donald Trump care about the poor? They're all in the same boat. Does Donald Trump care about the poor? If they're all in the same category. You're not going to answer the question. Will you answer this one? Is he the head of the executive branch of government, Joey? They're all in the same group. Okay. All right. So so let's get none of them then. Thanks, Joey. I appreciate it. By the way, who are the communists we're fighting off? All communist regimes. They're coming from South America. And they're coming here? Democrats. All right. Socialists all All over this country. All right. Thanks, Joey. I appreciate it. Let's go to Rosie in Huntington Beach. Hey, Rosie, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Brad. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Oh, okay. Good. I pretty much uh, think uh, Trump should have been gone a long time ago. Yeah. So I haven't changed my mind. I I think that they're proving it Mm -hmm. uh, with the people they're bringing in. And I don't see any reason to wait for us to vote a year from now. I think that's a long time to allow him to stay mm-hmm. after all the things he's done. Uh, 
and uh, I'm kind of worried about Pence being put in that place. But uh, I think, I guess, I'd rather have Trump gone. I appreciate that, Rosie. Thank you for that call. So you were in favor of impeachment before, and the past week of hearings has made you uh, more or less uh, for it, more. or uh, you're just more. still for it? I think, more. I think watching, watching this has yeah. made it fairer and uh, more. Appreciate that. Thanks, Rosie. Okay. I appreciate, appreciate right. the call. Uh, do I have time for one more? Very quickly, Chuck in Burbank. Hey, Chuck, welcome to the broadcast. Are, uh, has the uh, first week of impeachment moved you in one way or another, for or against uh, impeachment? Yes, sir. Yeah, first of all, thanks for taking my call. Uh, listen, if there was ever a date and time to uh, pursue impeachment against a president, it's uh, this monster. Uh, you know, he, he should be in uh, in prison and he can't get away with this. So I think we should put all our resources where they belong, and that's pursuing uh, impeachment at all costs, irrespective of any shortcomings that may uh, unfold at some point, you know. In other words, if things mm-hmm. don't go our way, uh, we'll have to take our chances because that's what the articles are in place for, to pursue uh, in these type of incidents. You know, this this guy doesn't, can't, can't get any worse, and I'm all for it. I think we're going in the right direction. Uh, we need to uh, stay on task and, uh, again, uh, get the support of all the masses. I don't know where all these callers are coming from uh, that uh, don't see anything wrong with what he's done. Uh, you know, I can't believe they're listening to the station, and they seem <laughs> oblivious. They seem oblivious to uh, what this guy's it, uh, it, criminal uh, history is. It is kind of uh, it is kind of amazing, Chuck. And I hate to cut you off here, but I got to get uh, out of the show. Got to get to the end here. So. I appreciate the I appreciate the call. We'll try to pick this up again. Uh, well, after week two, that we will be covering in the subsequent days. By the way, uh, over on the Twitters, AC three eight eight writes to say the Brad blog. Brad, you have the highest ratings with me. I'll take them. AC, well, that's count for it counts for something. They're the only ratings I have. I'll take them. Uh, all right, thanks. Uh, thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen. Thanks to my board operator, D'Angelo Jones, and to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. Thanks also for those of you who called in. Uh, my apologies to uh, those I could not get to today, but we will try again soon. You can drop me email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. On the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am the Brad Blog. And my thanks to those of you who support our work at bradblog.com slash donate. That is it. Until we meet again tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Good luck, world.